Performing Credit Quarterly, 3Q2023. Tails, you lose. How healthy are today's leveraged credit markets? If you focus on averages, you'd likely conclude that fundamentals are fairly strong despite elevated interest rates and slowing earnings growth. The average debt-to-EBITDA ratio for U.S. leveraged credit was around 4x at the end of the second quarter, down from a high of 6.5x in 4Q2020 and just under 5x in 4Q2019. While average interest coverage ratios have deteriorated over the last year, the current levels, 5.3x for U.S. high-yield bonds and 4.5x for U.S. leveraged loans, aren't sounding alarm bells. However, this environment reminds us of one of our co-chairman Howard Marks's favorite adages concerning the six-foot-tall man who drowned crossing the stream that was five feet deep on average. We believe investors in leverage credit should be focusing less on average risk and more on tail risk. How is the weakest cohort of the borrower universe positioned? Can these companies service their debt if interest rates remain elevated? When do these companies face debt maturities? What might happen to the value of various debt tranches in a restructuring? When one scrutinizes the weak tails of the leveraged credit markets, it becomes clear that many companies, especially those with outstanding leveraged loans or private debt, borrowed too much at a time when interest rates were near zero, creating capital structures that have become unsustainable now that interest rates have risen by more than 500 basis points. Importantly, the amount of debt represented by these tails is enormous. Not only have the U.S. leveraged loan, a.k.a. broadly syndicated loan, and private credit markets grown roughly twofold and sevenfold, respectively, since the global financial crisis, but the percentage of lower-quality debt in these markets has also increased. Loans with credit ratings of B or below represented almost 75% of U.S. leveraged loans at the end of 3Q2023, compared to roughly 35% in 2000. Additionally, our market observations indicate that private debt experienced a similar deterioration in quality in the decades leading up to the recent interest rate spike. When the weakest segment of the credit markets is both sizable and more vulnerable than usual, investors face elevated risk that A, defaults will increase more than expected, B, average recovery rates will be lower than anticipated, and C, even healthy companies will experience temporary volatility. If this tail risk becomes a tail reality, both performing and distressed credit investors are likely to encounter an expanded set of pitfalls and opportunities. A tale of two markets. When analyzing the U.S. leveraged credit markets, it's important to first acknowledge the significant difference in quality between high-yield bonds and leveraged loans. Almost half of the high-yield bond market is now rated double B, the highest rung of below investment grade credit, which is near a 10-year peak. While double B rated debt represented more than 30% of the leveraged loan market 10 years ago, that figure has since fallen to just above 20%. And single B rated debt now accounts for approximately 65% of the market. This reduction in quality has only worsened over the last year, as the ratio of downgrades to upgrades in the loan market has risen to nearly two to one. We believe downgrades will almost certainly increase for weaker single-B rated loans if borrowers' earnings strength continues to weaken as their interest expense remains elevated. Finally, while broadly syndicated loans have slightly lower average leverage than high-yield bonds, that's not the case with private debt. 
Credit Sites estimates that median net leverage among private loans was almost twice that of high-yield bonds at the end of 1Q2023. This divergence is driven primarily by two key factors. One, loans became the financing tool of choice for leveraged buyouts, especially those involving highly leveraged healthcare and technology companies in the years leading up to the interest rate spike in 2022. And two, loans, unlike bonds, are predominantly floating rate instruments. We estimate that roughly two-thirds of outstanding U.S. leveraged loans were unhedged as of year-end 2021. As a result, loan-only borrowers, which now represent the majority of the U.S. loan market, have seen a roughly 50% increase in interest expense over the last year, compared to only 21% and 3% respectively for bond and loan and bond-only issuers. When honing in on tail risk, the difference in quality between these asset classes becomes even more marked. Tail risk has increased moderately in the high-yield bond market over the last year. The percentage of issuers with both interest coverage ratios below 1.5x and cash-to-debt ratios below 10% climbed to a post-GFC high in 2Q 2023. But the risk in the public and private loan markets is far more pronounced. Slim interest coverage ratios. Moody's Investor Services looked at the impact that a federal funds rate of 5.25% to 5.50% would have on the interest coverage ratios of more than 300 companies in the U.S. and Canada with credit ratings of B3, the equivalent of single B- at other rating agencies. They projected that when accounting for capital expenditures, the interest coverage ratios of 62% of these companies would fall below 1 by the end of 2023. This deterioration would primarily be driven by spiking interest costs, though slowing EBITDA growth would likely also play a role. Worrisome maturity profiles. While many issuers in both the bond and loan markets were able to refinance debt in recent years and thus extend their maturities, refinancings were less common among lower-rated borrowers. Leverage loans rated B3 and lower now represent the majority of 2024 maturities. Private loans are facing an even more troubling near-term outlook. Almost 40% of the direct lending market is scheduled to mature by year-end 2025, compared to roughly 15% of broadly syndicated loans, according to Bank of America. Importantly, we believe these over-leveraged, interest-rate-sensitive borrowers could find themselves struggling to service their debt whether the Federal Reserve sticks a hard or soft landing. A recession would obviously further impair many vulnerable companies' fundamentals, but so would a sustained period of elevated interest rates, the likely outcome if there isn't a near-term recession. As we wrote in Performing Credit Quarterly 2Q 2023, Fighting the Fed, recession or no recession, we think the probability of higher for longer interest rates is far greater than the likelihood of near-term cuts. Therefore, we believe leveraged finance markets are likely to experience higher default rates going forward, even if the economy avoids a recession. Thinking big. How should credit investors respond in this environment? First, they should recognize that what most distinguishes this environment from those in the past is the sheer size of the global universe of potential dislocated debt. It has quadrupled since the GFC. U.S. markets have grown so significantly that even if the annual default rates for U.S. leveraged loans and high-yield bonds were to remain below their recessionary averages and only increase to their normal long-term averages for a three-year period, 
the resulting total would exceed the three-year default volume recorded during either the GFC or the dot-com crash in the early 2000s. This would both dramatically expand the universe for distressed debt investors and give skilled performing credit managers the opportunity to distinguish themselves through their superior risk control. In short, we may increasingly discover which credit investors have been able to, as we like to say at Oak Tree, avoid the losers. These investors will likely have fewer problems in their legacy portfolios and thus be in a good position to take advantage of the bargain hunting opportunities that may increase in the coming quarters. Meanwhile, less prudent investors may, like that six-foot-tall man, find themselves struggling to deal with an unexpectedly sharp drop. Credit Markets, Key Insights for 4Q 2023 What trends, risks, or opportunities are Oak Tree experts focused on today? Below are key insights that we believe investors should keep in mind when navigating today's markets. One, limiting duration and taking credit risk has benefited investors in 2023 and may continue to do so if it's smart credit risk. In the first three quarters of 2023, credit spreads have narrowed while treasury yields continue to rise. Thus, debt investors who kept duration short by accepting some credit risk typically outperform those who bet on an imminent recession by meaningfully increasing their sensitivity to interest rate increases. Oak Tree discussed this dynamic in a recent podcast. Consider that U.S. investment-grade bonds lost 1.2% in the first three quarters of the year, while U.S. high-yield bonds and leveraged loans, which both have much shorter duration than IG debt, returned roughly 6% and 10% respectively. Clearly, most investors have been better off if they've avoided making large bets on macroeconomic forecasts and instead simply taken advantage of the high yields on offer. However, in a highly uncertain environment in which companies' ability to service or refinance their debt is likely to become more challenging, it's essential that investors engage in rigorous bottom-up analysis and risk control. By doing so, they can potentially reduce the likelihood that they'll surrender return through defaults and be better able to build a portfolio that can perform well regardless of the twists and turns of the economic cycle. Two, technical factors are increasingly benefiting the high-yield bond market. We've long noted that technical factors, in other words, factors related to issuers' fundamentals, have helped support prices in the leveraged loan market, but we're now seeing a similar trend in the high-yield bond market. While demand for the latter has been negatively impacted by the spike in interest rates since year-end 2021, supply has also been declining over this period. In the last two years, the par value of outstanding high-yield bonds fell from $1.6 trillion to $1.2 trillion in the U.S., and from $692 billion to $490 billion in Europe. This contraction partly reflects the aforementioned increase in interest rates, as rising yields have caused many companies to refinance existing debt via alternative instruments, for example, convertible bonds, or avoid issuing new debt. Additionally, in the last year, fallen angels, in other words, bonds downgraded from investment grade to below investment grade, have been outpaced by bonds whose credit ratings have moved in the opposite direction. Finally, many of the weakest companies defaulted during the pandemic and have been unable to reissue. While interest rate volatility could weigh on all fixed-rate assets in the coming months, we believe positive technicals, moderate duration, and high quality will continue to provide counterbalancing support for the high-yield bond market. 
Three, in private credit, risk is concentrated in legacy portfolios, not recent deals. When assessing risk in private credit, it's important to recognize that quality varies meaningfully by vintage. Private credit deals completed in the last year have typically had fairly strong fundamentals. Senior leverage has been only 3.5x on average. The average equity contribution from sponsors has grown to roughly 60%, and the average yield spread has widened by 100 to 150 bips since year-end 2021. Risk is therefore concentrated in deals put in place before 2022, when base rates were near zero, earnings estimates were optimistic, and investor protections were typically non-existent. Specifically, we believe the weakest 20 to 30% of private credit portfolios have a meaningful risk of experiencing defaults or write-downs in the near term. Indications of rising stress are already present as publicly traded business development companies, BDCs, which hold private debt, have begun to announce that some of their underlying borrowers are having to amend loan terms or engage in other actions associated with credit deterioration. We believe private creditors are less likely to face these legacy portfolio issues if they limited their participation in LBOs during the boom period and instead focused on non-sponsor-backed deals with companies that needed capital for less speculative activities, like strategic growth initiatives. Private creditors that refrained from reaching for yield when interest rates were near zero may now be well-positioned to secure both high yields and downside protection. Four, the opportunity in CLO equity has historically been superior in dislocated markets. Many investors say you make money on your buy, and historically, this has been the case for those investing in CLO equity. We conducted backtesting using an approximation of an average new CLO portfolio, which indicated that the strongest performance for equity investors is likely to occur during periods in which a majority of loans are trading below par. Even though it may be more expensive to finance a CLO in a dislocated market, once the market strengthens, managers can typically refinance their liabilities at much narrower yield spreads. Managers obviously don't have a similar opportunity to reprice their assets once markets recover. If CLO managers have done their credit work and sought to limit the risk of default, and more importantly, the risk of loss, then the discounted portfolio should recover to par over time. And because of the leverage inherent in CLO equity, that movement back to par has the potential to generate a very attractive total return. But, of course, such performance is only possible if managers avoid or limit defaults and losses, which is why we believe credit expertise, experience over multiple cycles, and risk control are essential for successful CLO managers. Five, the risk return calculus for credit versus equity investment may be shifting. We'll give Howard the last word with an excerpt from his recent memo, Further Thoughts on Sea Change. Will asset ownership be as profitable in the years ahead as in the 2009 to 2021 period? Will leverage add as much to returns if interest rates don't decline over time? Or if the cost of borrowing isn't much below the expected rate of return on the assets purchased? Whatever the intrinsic merits of asset ownership and levered investment, one would think the benefits will be reduced in the years ahead. And merely riding positive trends by buying and levering may no longer be sufficient to produce success. In the new environment, earning exceptional returns will likely once again require skill in making bargain purchases and, in control strategies, adding value to the assets owned. Lending, credit, or fixed income investing should be correspondingly better off.
The following is an overview of the market conditions and potential risks and opportunities in various asset classes. We use indices as proxies for each asset class. For details about the indices used, please refer to the written piece on the Oak Tree Insights website. High Yield Bonds, Market Conditions, 3Q2023. U.S. High Yield Bonds. Yield spreads were relatively unchanged over the quarter. While spreads compressed in July, they widened throughout the remainder of the quarter, remaining in the middle of the historically normal range of 300 to 500 bips. Yields in the asset class increased slightly. They rose over the period along with interest rates and remain well above the 10-year average. Approximately 85% of high-yield bonds, by market value, had yields above 7% at quarter end, compared to less than 7% at the beginning of 2022. Triple C-rated bonds continued to outperform. The asset class returned 0.5% during the period. The lowest credit ratings category returned 2.6%, while single B and double B-rated bonds returned 1% and minus 0.3% respectively. Triple C's have benefited from their short duration as interest rates have risen. European high-yield bonds. The asset class strengthened in 3Q2023 despite rising interest rates. European high-yield bonds returned 1.7%, benefiting from their relatively short average duration and the offsetting impact of tightening credit spreads. Every sector recorded a positive return, but there was significant dispersion among sectors. Energy and retail recorded the strongest performance, while real estate lagged for the fourth consecutive quarter as property valuations remained under pressure in a rising interest rate environment. Opportunities. High-yield bonds are trading at a steep discount to par. Investors have the potential to earn meaningful capital appreciation while retaining strong call protection. The risk of widespread defaults remains low in the near term. Issuers' fundamentals are fairly healthy, and there are few significant maturities in 2023 and 2024. The default rate for U.S. and European high-yield bonds were 1.3% and 0.2% respectively at quarter end. Quality in the high-yield bond market has improved. The percentage of double B-rated bonds in the U.S. market is near a 10-year high, while the percentage of triple C-rated credits declined during the decade. Thus, the asset class's ability to weather an economic downturn appears to have improved. Risks. Concerns about medium-term maturities may soon be reflected in bond prices. Companies needing to refinance in 2027 will likely do so in 2025 or 2026, and the market may begin to price in concerns about rollover risk as early as 2024. Low-rated corporate issuers might struggle to roll over debt if financial conditions remain restrictive. High inflation may impair issuers' fundamentals. While inflation has slowed, it remains elevated. Companies may be unable to pass along price increases to customers. Weaker earnings could negatively impact leverage ratios and potentially lead to credit rating downgrades. Senior Loans, Market Conditions in 3Q2023 U.S. Senior Loans U.S. Senior Loan Prices Rose in 3Q2023 Along with Interest Rates The asset class returned 3.4% during the period. Performance was supported by rising interest rates as well as inflows from retail funds, healthy demand from CLOs, and reduced recession fears. The asset class gained favor with retail investors. 
loan mutual funds and ETFs experienced quarterly inflows after 15 consecutive months of outflows through July. Net inflows in 3Q2023 totaled $900 million. The reversal in flows likely reflected declining recession fears and the recent outperformance of loans versus other fixed-rate asset classes. However, fund flows remain negative for the year to date. European Senior Loans European loans returned 3.5% over the quarter as government bond yields rose. The average loan price increased by over 2 cents. Triple C rated loans recorded the strongest performance, returning 5.6%. New issuance continues to be very attractive. While primary market activity has been limited, it's presenting investors with compelling opportunities to purchase quality loans at elevated yields. Opportunities. High coupons may continue to attract investors. The spike in reference rates since year-end 2021 could make floating-rate loans more compelling than fixed-rate assets. Low issuance could support performance. Activity in the primary market increased in August and September, but is expected to be fairly limited through year-end. The performance of existing loans typically benefits when the supply of new loans shrinks. Loans may experience less volatility than many other asset classes because of loans' stable buyer base. CLOs, the primary holders of leverage loans, have limited selling pressure, and the asset class tends to attract long-term institutional investors due to the lengthy cash settlement period. Risks. Elevated interest rates may be burdensome to heavily indebted borrowers. Companies that didn't hedge their interest rate risk especially those in highly leveraged sectors like technology, may experience meaningful deterioration in their interest coverage ratios. CLO's buying activity could decline. CLO creation has been erratic during 2023 and isn't expected to accelerate meaningfully before year-end. High inflation could harm companies' fundamentals. While inflation has moderated, it remains elevated. Companies with outstanding loans may struggle to pass along cost inflation to customers, which could negatively impact their earnings. This could cause leverage to increase and coverage ratios to decline, resulting in further downgrades and liquidity challenges. However, default rates in the loan market currently remain low at 1.9% in the U.S. and 0.5% in Europe. Investment Grade Credit, Market Conditions in 3Q2023. Investment-grade debt was negatively affected by rising U.S. Treasury yields. Investment-grade credit returned negative 3.1% during the period. Surprisingly robust U.S. economic data, hawkish guidance from the Federal Reserve, and significant amounts of Treasury issuance have put upward pressure on interest rates. Higher quality credit outperformed. The AAA-rated segment of the corporate bond index outperformed the BBB-rated segment by almost 90 bips in 3Q2023. Opportunities. Investment-grade corporate debt yields have remained elevated in 2023. Yields in the asset class ended the quarter at 6%, well above the five-year average. Investment-grade debt may benefit if economic activity slows. Investment-grade debt is likely to outperform high-yield bonds if widening yield spreads, as opposed to rising treasury yields, prove to be the primary driver of performance in credit markets in 4Q 2023 and 2024. Risks. Interest rates may remain elevated longer than investors are currently anticipating. 
The futures market is pricing in a high probability of multiple interest rate cuts in 2024, which may be overly optimistic. If the U.S. doesn't experience a meaningful recession or crisis, the Fed would have little incentive to reduce interest rates. Moreover, disinflation could slow, which would further reduce the likelihood of near-term interest rate cuts. A slowdown in economic growth could weigh on corporate earnings. Issuers' fundamentals remain fairly strong on average, and the U.S. economy has proven to be resilient. But earnings growth is slowing, and margin compression could negatively impact credit metrics, leading to -to mark-to-market weakness. Emerging Markets Debt Market Conditions in 3Q 2023 EM high-yield bonds recorded a positive quarterly return of 1.2%, driven by the performance of debt with shorter tenors. Policy rates in many developed markets rose during the quarter, which weighed heavily on long-duration securities. EM high-yield bonds maturing in seven years or more posted a small loss, while those maturing in less than seven years, the majority of the market, recorded a positive return. EM debt default rates remain low in most regions. EM default rates in the first three quarters of 2023 were in line with those in global high-yield bond markets when excluding China's troubled property sector. While the expansive Brazilian market has experienced an increase in corporate distress this year, most risks related to specific countries remained under control through September, as evidenced by the fact that there has only been one sovereign default this year. Outflows from EM debt retail funds accelerated during the quarter, while primary market activity rebounded modestly in September. Cumulative year-to-date outflows are significant, but still smaller than the record high total in 2022. Similarly, total issuance in 2023 is expected to be slightly above the 10-year low recorded in 2022. However, interest rate volatility may cause issuance to slow into year-end, and EM companies' aggregate bond payments in 2023 continue to far exceed new corporate debt fundraising. Latin American economies remained resilient. The region enjoyed solid economic growth led by Brazil and Mexico despite tight global financial conditions. Central banks in this region are expected to reduce interest rates in 2H 2023 by nearly 100 bips on average from the current double-digit levels. In China, new government policies help moderate pessimism about the country's growth outlook. Industrial activity and consumer demand stabilized as policymakers seeking to achieve the country's 5% growth target announced policies designed to stimulate economic growth, boost the property sector, and shore up the currency. Opportunities Opportunities for EM investors have improved due to the prolonged period of tight monetary policy globally. Rising yields in U.S. and European debt markets have caused many crossover investors to exit EM debt markets. Consequently, EM-dedicated investors with capital to deploy can now typically enjoy enhanced investor protections and high yields. The yield spread differential between EM and U.S. high-yield bonds now exceeds the long-term average. The average yield spreads in EM high-yield bond indices are 100 bips wider than those of their U.S. counterparts. Even though the former market features companies with lower leverage and more defensive business models on average. Risks. EM debt investors are potentially being inadequately compensated for risk despite the increase in yields. Yield spreads in EM debt are only slightly wider than the historical average despite tight capital markets, slowing economic growth, and elevated default rates. 
Geopolitical tensions in EM remain elevated. The war in Ukraine, complicated China-U.S. relations, elections in Latin America, and instability in the Middle East could all erode investor confidence in EM credit. Global Convertibles Market Conditions in 3Q2023 Declining equity prices weighed on global convertibles' performance in 3Q2023. Global convertibles returned negative 2.3% in the third quarter. Most global equity markets weakened during the period, which caused convertible bond prices to fall. This trend was driven by expectations that the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher for longer and the attendant spike in U.S. Treasury yields to levels not seen since 2007. In addition, economic weakness in China put further pressure on convertibles in Asia and Europe. Energy stocks outperformed, while high multiple equities lagged. Many energy company stocks rallied as production cuts by OPEC+, and resilient global demand drove oil prices higher. On the other hand, rising treasury yields negatively impacted the performance of growth-oriented and high multiple equities. Primary market activity remained fairly strong. In 3Q2023, new issuance of global convertibles totaled $21.5 billion across 37 new deals. This exceeded the sluggish pace seen through most of 2022 and was in line with the pre-pandemic quarterly average. Opportunities. Issuers may turn more to the convertibles market in the coming year. Since the global financial crisis, issuance of high-yield bonds has dramatically outpaced activity in the convertibles market. However, expectations that interest rates will remain higher for longer may encourage issuers to turn to convertibles, which currently offer average coupons that are more than 2.2 percentage points lower than those of straight debt. Convertibles are offering attractive yields and enhanced protections. The average coupon for a new global convertible is 3.1%, compared to the low of 1.4% in 2021. Newly issued convertibles also feature more investor-friendly terms. The convertibles universe is broad and diverse. Many of the new deals in 2023 have come from historically underrepresented sectors, for example, utilities and financials, investment-grade rated issuers and large-cap companies. Risks Numerous trends threaten to slow global economic growth and weigh on equity prices. These include elevated inflation, tightening global monetary policy, concerns about slowing consumption, and geopolitical risk. Structured credit, market conditions in 3Q2023. Corporate. Collateralized loan obligations strengthened in 3Q2023. The asset class benefited as concern about a U.S. recession decreased and demand for CLOs outpaced supply growth. Double B-rated and triple B-rated CLOs returned 7% and 5.8% respectively during the period. Activity in the primary market rose moderately. Issuance of CLOs in the U.S. totaled nearly $30 billion in the period, up from $22 billion in 2Q 2023. Issuance in Europe totaled 7.5 billion euros, compared to 5.4 billion euros in 2Q 2023. Despite the recent increase, year-to-date issuance remains below levels in the first nine months of 2021 and 2022. Real estate. Primary market activity has continued to decelerate. Issuance of commercial mortgage-backed securities has decreased by 66% in the year-to-date, 
with just $31 billion of private label CMBS issued in the last nine months, compared to $92 billion in the same period last year. Performance varied meaningfully by sector. All sectors were negatively impacted by rising interest rates, higher capitalization rates, declining transaction volumes, and reduced bank lending. However, debt secured by residential assets has benefited from the ongoing supply-demand imbalance in the housing market. In commercial real estate, the office sector continued to face additional headwinds. Opportunities. Corporate structured credit offers higher average yields than traditional credit asset classes. CLOs have attractive yields as well as strong structural enhancements. Volatile markets could create compelling opportunities. CLO managers can now often buy single B or double B rated loans at discounts to par, meaning managers can potentially benefit from both the CLO arbitrage and capital appreciation. Weakness in the CMBS market could create compelling opportunities for disciplined investors. Investors with available capital and limited problems in their existing portfolios may be well-positioned to take advantage of these opportunities. But in this challenging environment, it will be especially important to A, conduct disciplined credit analysis, and B, remain senior in the capital structure. Risks. CLOs have historically experienced increased volatility during bouts of equity market weakness. Performance could be negatively affected if investors' risk appetite declines or if the loan market experiences a large wave of downgrades and or defaults. Activity in the CMBS primary market will likely remain muted. Uncertainty surrounding the trajectories for interest rates, inflation, and the cost of financing may limit transaction volumes in the near term. Weakness in the office sector may persist. The sector continues to face multiple headwinds. The performance of this sector will likely weigh on real estate structured credit indices. Private credit. Market conditions in 3Q2023. Private credit has been resilient in 3Q2023, but it's likely to weaken in the near term. Strong year-to-date performance has been supported by robust U.S. economic growth and proactive actions taken by sponsors and lenders to stave off liquidity problems among vulnerable borrowers. But companies haven't yet felt the full impact of rate increases, so performance may deteriorate moving forward. Average private credit terms remain relatively lender-friendly. While yield spreads compress modestly during the quarter, they remain wider than the historical average, and covenants continue to be more restrictive than in recent years. Additionally, average loan-to-value ratios have decreased for new deals, as private equity sponsors have been under pressure to contribute higher percentages of equity capital due to portfolio companies' elevated interest burdens. Private deal volume in Europe remains muted. The region continues to be beset by high inflation, economic uncertainty, and geopolitical risk. Deals are taking longer to complete as weak macroeconomic conditions are extending due diligence timelines. And small banks, which underwrite a significant proportion of deals in Europe, are curtailing their lending. Opportunities. Demand for private debt financing appears to be increasing. Sponsor-backed M&A activity has risen since Labor Day. Moreover, demand for refinancings is likely to grow significantly in the coming years, as an estimated 40% of the direct lending market is maturing in 2024 to 2025. Only about 15% of both the high-yield bond and leverage loan markets are expected to mature in 2024 to 2025.
private lenders could continue to gain market share in large-cap financings. Bank lending in this market may remain inconsistent and limited for multiple reasons. One, in 2022, many banks suffered meaningful losses on LBO debt commitments. Two, in 1H2023, the six largest U.S. banks wrote off $5 billion in defaulted loans and set aside an additional $7.6 billion to cover future defaults. Three, the syndicated market has become less reliable. In year-to-date 2023, CLO formation has been uneven and loan retail funds have experienced meaningful outflows. European banks may continue to lose market share to private lenders. The challenging macroeconomic backdrop could cause banks to continue curtailing lending. Moreover, we're increasingly seeing European banks partnering with direct lenders on new deals. Risks. More borrowers are likely to feel the negative impact of higher interest rates. We expect a greater number of companies to face liquidity challenges in the coming quarters, especially borrowers with unitranche floating rate debt structures put in place in 2021 and earlier. Monetary policy could remain tight, negatively impacting the lending environment. Central banks have signaled that they intend to keep interest rates higher for longer to combat persistently high inflation. This may discourage new borrowing and make it challenging for current borrowers to roll over their debt especially highly leveraged sponsor-backed companies. Fears about a near-term U.S. recession have moderated, but the economic outlook remains uncertain. The labor market has been resilient and spending on services is increasing, but high borrowing costs may curb growth. And even though inflation has decelerated, it remains elevated. Moving forward, private equity sponsors may not inject capital into struggling companies as they did in 2020 to 2021. About Oaktree's performing credit platform. Oaktree Capital Management is a leading global alternative investment management firm with expertise in credit strategies. Our performing credit platform encompasses a broad array of credit strategy groups that invest in public and private corporate credit instruments across the liquidity spectrum. The performing credit platform, headed by Armin Panosian, has $71.4 billion in AUM and approximately 190 investment professionals. Notes and disclaimers. For all citations and details about the indices used, please view the full written document available on the Oaktree Insights website at www.oaktreecapital.com insights. This recording and the information contained herein are for educational and informational purposes only and do not constitute and should not be construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or related financial instruments. Responses to any inquiry that may involve the rendering of personalized investment advice or affecting or attempting to affect transactions and securities will not be made absent compliance with applicable laws or regulations, including broker-dealer, investment advisor, or applicable agent or representative registration requirements, or applicable exemptions or exclusions therefrom. This recording, including the information contained herein, may not be copied, reproduced, republished, posted, transmitted, distributed, disseminated, or disclosed in whole or in part to any other person in any way without the prior written consent of Oaktree Capital Management LP, together with its affiliates, Oaktree. By accepting this document, you agree that you will comply with these restrictions 
and acknowledge that your compliance is a material inducement to Oaktree providing this document to you. This recording contains information and views as of the date indicated, and such information and views are subject to change without notice. Oaktree has no duty or obligation to update the information contained herein. Further, Oaktree makes no representation, and it should not be assumed, that past investment performance is an indication of future results. Moreover, wherever there is the potential for profit, there is also the possibility of loss. Certain information contained herein concerning economic trends and performance is based on or derived from information provided by independent third-party sources. Oaktree believes that such information is accurate and that the sources from which it has been obtained are reliable. However, it cannot guarantee the accuracy of such information and has not independently verified the accuracy or completeness of such information or the assumptions on which such information is based. Moreover, independent third-party sources cited in these materials are not making any representations or warranties regarding any information attributed to them and shall have no liability in connection with the use of such information in these materials. Copyright 2023 Oak Tree Capital Management LP. Audiation.